Welcome to, to another episode, episode of Driving, Driving to, to the, the Reds with your favorite hosts, Inelia and Larry. and Larry. Yay! And no music. Oh no. What happened to our jingle? I don't know. Where's our jingle? To lose track of it. Yeah. Well, it'd be nice if you find it. Well, we're still open. The competition's still open, right? So send your jingles in. Okay. And we can take turns with our jingles. Yeah, last week's was pretty darn cute. Oh, yeah, it's really cute. That's a top contender, honestly. Yes. <clears throat> okay. So, uh, that's a interesting week. It is. Can you tell us about it? <laughs> you got to sneeze at me? Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's not uh, Sia-vision. We're not recording this on video, luckily. <laughs> that's an interesting way to stop a sneeze. You didn't know about that one? You just squeeze your nose and you sneeze and here it comes. Uh, sometimes it does anyways. No, I was taught to push on your upper lip. Really? Yeah. Does that work? Sometimes. <laughs> Not very often. If you squeeze your nose when your sneeze is coming, usually it does work. Okay, well, I'm going to try it. Yeah. But I don't have a sneeze. Where did you learn that? Um, When I was little, I don't remember. It's just one of those things you had forever. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, good to know. Where do we get our guidance? <laughs> <laughs> Where do you get this guidance from how to stop a sneeze? Yeah. Where did that come from? Yeah. You say, well, I just knew it when I was a kid. Who taught you it? Somebody did. And, and I don't... decided to integrate it into my my programs, right? My knowledge base. Right. So, one of the things I think that would be interesting to talk about today is, I think it's starting to come up in a lot of people's lives, as I would say the split, the splitting process accelerates. I think mm -hmm. that's a safe way to say it. I remember we started, we started a long time ago with Act 1 and Scene 1. Yes. That was started a couple of years ago, and I'm pretty sure there's probably... Act one, scene ones that have been going on for 30 or 40 or 50 years even. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the real act one, scene one, it, it actually has been happening for a long time. We just, it's like completely oblivious. Would you like to us. Would you like to share what you feel that one is, the act one, scene one, well, that we were oblivious to? I um, I can't even guess, but, you know, as you go back in time, you see the things that lead to or lead to uh, the ability to have what we could call Act One, Scene One, two years ago. In the, in it's like, like how long? How many years ago was the uh, Twin Tower stuff? Um, 1990s, I think. 1990s. I'm just getting very distracted with Phoebe snoring. She's snoring. <laughs> yes. Is this a high-frequency distraction? Yes. yes <laughs> we talked about oh, this. She's the cutest one from last week, remember? Yes. Yeah. Phoebe, she's... are you the high-frequency distraction girl? Yeah, she's snoring right now. It's super cute. Yeah, she had a, a the best day and the worst day yesterday. I know, best day and worst day yesterday. She got, she got bunked by a little metal door thingy. Yeah. She went, I, 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 I. She and then cried, and then the tiny, giant tiny landed on her. Giant tiny stepped on her, her, and her back foot, foot yeah. 
And she went, I, 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 I. But the whole time she was in heaven doing whatever she was doing. She was on the beach running like crazy. Yeah. So she just needed a little bit of hug from her mommy. Mm -hmm. And then her dad to pack her around for about, I don't know, 15 minutes. And then it was like, let me go, dad. Let me go. (laughs) Yeah, it's over. (laughs) Not a worry since. What a great great distraction. distraction. What were we doing (sighs) just before that? What were we talking Mm. about? Do you remember? Well... I think uh, what I was trying to say was, at some point, we realized Act 1, Scene 1. For us, that's Act 1, Scene 1. It's the first time we noticed, hey, there's something going on. Yes. And for many of us, this Act 1, Scene 1 was, hey, look at that thing. That's the most whatever thing that ever happened in the whole world. That's like uh, so serious. We really need to X, Y, Z. Yeah. You know. And in the act one, scene one world, the drama is designed to push you to voluntarily choose something. Necessarily, obviously, low frequency, but yes. oftentimes you don't need to be manipulated into being choosing high frequency things, right? Mm-hmm. You don't need a manipulation to do that. So one of the things that was very clear to me in 2011 was that we moved from the entire collective and collectives of Earth expanding their awareness and going into a higher frequency and becoming adults, basically, to only a, a small percentage of them doing that so th- and the rest continuing with a light-dark paradigm. So basically, there was a split. Mm-hmm. But before that, the plan was everybody does it. Everybody jumps into the new paradigm. And... The this, like bringing up the choice, that was Act One, and I'm pro- I'm thinking maybe it started in the eighteen hundreds, but definitely, um, in the nineteen twenties or nineteen tens for sure, hundred mm-hmm. percent, this began, and the way it worked was, um, everybody was agreeing to do this jump in evolution. Um, at around the 1960s and 70s, it was supposed to start happening, um, very gradually going up and the, all the systems in place for us now to basically be in the new paradigm. However, the first act was to, was multifolded into creating a situation where the choice of the person, the person stayed unconscious enough so that their choice came from programming, mm-hmm. right? And the that um, an addiction to drama and hardship. So that began in those years in a way in which they, like the way in which they did it was basically deplete the human collective from <clears throat> the um, leaders, alpha males and females, creating wars to get rid of these uh, young men that were later on, if they had stayed alive, led the, the the path into a higher frequency thing. At the same time, they depleted or they changed the human diet to be depleted of life force so that even though in the 1920s and even 30s and 40s, people still had an enormous amount of energy and constructed enormous amount of things in the wilderness and just about anywhere on the planet, they were able to live healthily and really create and forge through to um, living well. 
into a situation where here in the United States is a perfect example, but I can see it also in Ireland and among the the working classes as well in um in England, those are the in Spain. Those are the places I can I know because I've lived there for I lived there in those for many years. And it was a a, a, a very strong um drive to create alcoholism and the codependency in alcohol mm -hmm. so that a lot of attention went from that creative spark that energy especially in men into um an energy of where's my next drink <laughs> remember uh the noah movie we were watching noah i don't know it was like 10 years ago maybe five where the uh, God floods the planet. Oh, it's on the ship yeah, yeah. Art, all this uh, Noah's Ark, yeah. Yeah, and then all the drama ensues on the ship, and then they finally the water goes away, and everything's great, and the animals run free, and he goes off into a cave naked to grow grapes. Yes, yeah, so, so he can, can make, make wine, wine and get drunk. Yes, on the beach. <laughs> exactly, that is the thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah, like, it's a very oh, huge... that's what you're gonna do. Yeah. So, and then you know, like the whole drug cartel thing, and. It's been already proven that the majority of the drug cartels in the Americas were driven and paid by, by the CIA, and that's in the CIA files mm. on the internet. It's not like it's a secret, right? Not a secret. So, but um, it's a secret. It's a secret for you if you want to be asleep to it. Yeah, yeah. But you so can staying go. asleep to it mm -hmm. is part of the split. Yeah. Part of the split. And all the governments around the world that were moving into the new paradigm um, structure of like people choose what they want and all these type of things, you know, those were all um, uh, removed. Uh, the, the presidents were killed and all that, <coughs> again, by the CIA and other companies. So all of this make, you know, like there was a lot of, around the world also, there was a lot of um, ritual sacrifices in mass scale sacrifices to kill the spirit of the new paradigm. Mm -hmm. So it was like, yeah, you're right, it's not Act 1 right now, but although we feel it might be if we just woke up or we were oblivious to what was happening around the planet before that, but the the amount of energy a person has today compared to the amount of energy a person had in the 1920s is radically different. I know, radically people, are, different. people can be completely exhausted from getting up in the late morning and uh, going to work on their Zoom. <laughs> That's the energy. That's it. Yeah. And then, you know, of course you have lunches and breaks. And if you're um, working from home, you, you have self-voluntary self breaks, I guess. Mm -hmm. And you can go get a breath of air and walk around. And, and, st and still at the end of that day, whatever time it is, probably if you're workaholics, you can... Skip out a little early as long as you got your email with you, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. That's what six hours of Zooming maybe or six hours of online checking in on work, and that's still can tire you out. Yeah. And you haven't uh, climbed a single mountain mm -hmm. or packed any water mm -hmm. up the hill yep. or chopped your firewood or built a fire or ran around for two hours collecting the food in the woods or any of that stuff. 
Imagine or building that, a house in the middle of the woods. Or built a house on, the, on, your back, on your side time. Yeah, and had a, while having a baby. <laughs> With two while, babies. Yeah, while giving birth to a baby. Okay, I need and, to make the jams now for the winter. And the food that you have <laughs> available, oftentimes winter especially, is, you know, what you can preserve with a bunch of salt or... Yeah, or sugar. Sugar or some honey. form of honey or... Oils. Or smoke. Or smoke, yeah. Yeah, and so you might eat once a day or something. Mm-hmm. Less yeah. input, but way more output. Yeah, yeah. Exponentially way more output. Yeah. So that's part of that first act. <clears throat> I think also part of that first act was the... Uh, um, t- what's it? Toddlerification of the... Masses. Masses. Yeah, keep them and, toddlerified. Right, and the, uh, you know, in some way the adult, Mm-hmm. who finally get to the age of adults have been toxified to the degree that they're Alzheimer's Arrested, or all the other yeah. stuff. They're developed their their time that they would be well, the wisdom keepers. The wisdom keepers is destroyed by yeah. toxins. Mm-hmm. So the aluminum in the or whatever. All the jab or things. The, ouch, <laughs> all the in my ouches. arms, whatever. Yeah. All that stuff accumulates over a lifetime and then at the point where yeah, you should be Leading, You're 40 or 50 yeah. years of adult here I have a con can I have enough experience of living I know what's coming and yeah. how it works and what to do it's like my living parts are like autopilot right mm. yeah and I can spend my headspace on expanding my awareness a little bit and then collecting those expanded awareness nuggets which might be like my life plan or focus or something like that mm. and apply them to what I'm doing not just myself, but the next out, the next out, mm-hmm. the next out, right? Because you have enough energy and con- energy and space to go past you, yes. past your survival, right? Yeah. One of the things I wanted to talk about is how to recuperate all that energy and mental clarity, and we'll do that on an hour two. We'll get in some good details yes. on that because yeah. we're experimenting with quite a few items to check see how they work that should back our energies. Yeah. So, but the other thing, like you mentioned, you know, uh, how an, an individual has been kept in, like, in a toddler state for most of their life and then destroyed when they should be the wisdom keepers, um, they become the opposite and mentally disabled and everything like that. I wanted to tell a little story. So, um, yesterday I was listening to a book, uh, an audio book. It's just a novel that, um, uh, my son Brett and I listened to. We choose, like series or whatevers, and we listen to them together, and then we can discuss them. Anyway, he found these series of books, uh, it's children's books, and um, I was listening to them, and several times the main character, who is a person who is um, immortal, uh, became immortal in the 1800s, she kept saying, oh, this kid, you know, that is running around, you know, he should be home, but of course he's 14, and when I was a kid, 14, you're an adult. <laughs> so it's hard for me to remember, oh wait, you know, he's not an adult. Nowadays, he's a child. But when I was a kid, when I was 14, and my brother was 14, we had to figure out our own lives, because we were... <laughs> you were expect- adults at 14. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right? So her language sometimes she would, and she keeps mentioning, but we were, you know, we were actually... Adults, we were not the, these types of 14-year-olds. We were actually knowledgeable and had skills and were expected to um, 
contribute to the family and the tribe, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it was like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid, I lived in a neighborhood of England um, where one of my neighbors, well, the couple was in there, she was in her late 80s, and he was in his 90s. And he was strong, and he kept his yard going, and his house, you know, they, he was really strong. She passed away uh, a few years after I moved there, but he carried on, and he was very strong. He was really strong, mentally strong, physically strong. And he, the only thing they had is like he had to wear, use a cane, you know. He, when he went for long walks, he'd use a cane. Short walks, he didn't, right? Um, but one of the things that I, um, he used to teach me how to grow food in the garden. And one of the conversations we had was that he, when he turned 14 in England, he was, le he was legally an, an adult and he had to go out and find a job and, uh, provide for his family, mm -hmm. you know, because his family, his mom and dad and about 14 or 15 brothers and sisters, and he was one of the older ones. So he had to contribute to the family so that, and basically take care of the younger ones too, mm. when he was there. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, I'm still a kid and I'll play computer games while you mom and dad go and work and provide everything for me and drive me everywhere so I can do all my extracurricular activities and all these type of things. It was not like that at all. And he's, and I said, really? 14? He says, yeah, 14. I had to go and find myself, myself, myself a job. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and I said, well, what did you do? Well, um, at first I went to the mines, but I didn't like it because, uh, when you go into the mines, uh, you know that you're not going to live very long because the lungs get full of, uh, the, this, the, dust. The, the dust and the fumes. <clears throat> and, <clears throat> and then, you know, you're going to die in your forties or so. And you know, you, you know, you go in knowing this. So I decided, nah, I'm going to do something else. I, and he started telling his stories of all the, I mean, he was a sailor. He <laughs> went, you know, in the ocean. He worked in factories. He, oh my gosh, farms. Mm -hmm. He did everything. Mm -hmm. But he started at 14 and he was expected to, mm -hmm. right? And then for most of his life, until um, all his, brothers and sisters were all grown up and even afterwards looking after his parents he didn't think oh this is my wage my money and i'm gonna do whatever i want with it mm -hmm. it wasn't like that for him mm -hmm. it was more like he was always part of that money throughout his life went to his parents mm -hmm. so that he could they could take care of his brothers and sisters even when he was traveling you know i think when he went out to see he didn't even get paid the parents got paid and then when he came back, they had a, a little bundle that was his percentage, you know? Mm, his share. His share, yeah, his share. So it was a very different, and this was after the Industrial Revolution. So it was very, very different. But, um, and even the Industrial Revolution, we can say, was a move to divide the, the tribe, to divide the, the family unit, to, to divide, you know, to divide and make the person... I me and myself instead of me and my family or me and my tribe or me and my village, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a very that was one of the first acts: um, divide the the tribe, divide the village, divide the family. That was one of the first ones: make them into singular units or very small units, the family unit, 
and now even the family unit is split. When I came here and I saw in the United States and I saw that it was a culture, a very proud culture of sending your kids to college as far away from you as possible when they turned 18, I thought, wow, where did that come from? And I, when I looked into it, it was a, it was specifically designed to get the kids away from the family unit and away from their tribe because those are formative years. Between the ages of 18 and 24, there are formative years where you link and you find a, a partner, you might get married, you find your place in the world and everything, and you do it away from your family, away from your tribe, away from your neighborhood, you're very unlikely to come back. Is that so why a, the, I think it's the Mormons in Salt Lake City area, all of, the, all of their kids go to college at the same place, and they're supposed to meet their wives there. Yeah. Remember our Yeah, they bypassed it, builder? right? Yeah, his they bypassed son, his it. His son was, he just got done with his mission, and he's back, and he was doing a little bit of work with his dad for, a, I don't know, a month or so on the boat. And he's like, I can't wait to go to college so I can find my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So they bypassed it, right? Mm. So they could continue with the, the group tribe energy. Right. But yeah, it's 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 the act one. I mean, they, that started a long, long yeah, time ago. Yeah, it's act ago. one, scene one, except for like uh, Homer Odyssey. We've listened to that sh that movie since the thousand years, two thousand years, three thousand years ago. Homer's Odyssey, and we watched the same movie over and over and over and over again. Follow, follows the same plot. Which the is the hero's what? journey? Can you explain the hero's journey? Um, I'm pretty sure if you um. If you do a little research, you find almost all movies that get approved follow the same plot line. Yes. <clears throat> so that what is plot the plot line? plot line is okay. the same one originally, quote, quote, originally told in Homer's Odyssey, which I mm -hmm. imagine is a story that's been told before even that, mm -hmm. which is a hero's journey. Mm -hmm. The hero overcomes obstacles. It looks terrible. There's no way for them to succeed. Somehow they miraculously do. With a team. With a team. With a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know the whole plot line. And then what happens at the end? They succeed. And what does the success look like? They win everything. They come back victorious yeah. to the original location. Yes, right? they come back victorious to the original location. Yeah, Because leaving and coming back is not the same as never have left at all. Who said that? I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> that was a, I'm not quoting it properly, but it's a quote from somebody. So I was thinking the other day about that Act 1, Scene 1 thing when we first talked about uh, that a couple of years ago and acknowledging that it's actually, you know, a movie that's been in play for a long time. It had a scene adjusted. We're going to have a split instead of a full pur full everyone uh, ascension type raising yeah, so the frequency of so everything. The, yeah, so let me just remind the one that I was saying, Scene 1, was making the com com uh, the 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 collective humans here unconscious enough so that they thought or they would choose to stay in a light dark paradigm instead of evolving into a light paradigm. That was that was the aim of many the of the wars of and the mushing up of people's brains as they get older and the taking away their energy, physical energy and ad addicting them to drugs and alcohol. Right. The the elders we listen to are aware and not asleep. Correct. The brains aren't mush. Mm -hmm. That's it. 
Yeah. If all the elders' brains weren't to mush, I guess is the only way to say it, there would be no hope, no chance of carrying out Act 1, Scene 1, a complete sleeper split. No. It would be impossible. impossible. It would have to be a conscious, aware split. You would yeah. have to like, yes, I know, I know, but this is the one I want. Yeah. I want some drama. Yeah, some I want suffering. Some suffering. Some torture, some war. Yeah. Some victimhood and some aggression, martyrdom and savior. So, in a degree, at some level, it's free choice, obviously, and a choice to continue it, but the choice is an unconscious choice instead of a conscious choice. Mm -hmm. And yeah. it's an unconscious choice both for a lot of um, light dark split and also for light split. There's a huge number of light people who chose the choosers yeah. who are also completely oblivious to it. Yeah. Yeah. But they have also made choices that support the moving into a light, but they're not because of that, right? Right, right? They're because of something else. What is that something else? Is that their life plan or their uh, I think there's their higher self choice, higher right? Higher self choice. Yeah. So I would have thought that a higher self choice, I would have thought would be independent of whatever um, manipulations that a unconscious, conscious sort of like manipulation level on this reality in mm -hmm. the dream, you know? Mm -hmm. I would think your uh, higher self would see through it. Yeah. And not go along with uh, manipulations. Manipulation is also a choice. Do you choose to be manipulated? And to stay mm -hmm. asleep. Yeah. Like, I want to go there. And I want, how, how did they know, how did they know when they said they were going to come here that their plan had changed from all everyone to like 80% are going to stay light dark and 20% are going to split to the other reality? How do the, how do the higher selves deal with that change in life plan? Uh, because our choices, um, even from a higher self perspective, are not written in stone. And they're not we are always either. we always have the choice to change our mind always that's the nature of free will <clears throat> you can always change your mind so it could be unsettling to have come to this planet for the purpose of raising the frequency of the whole planet and then find out midstream or at the point of your maximum theoretical power that now that plan's different we're not going to do that we're doing something different does that happen all the time? The, I don't know about all the collective time. collective decision changes? I don't know about all the time. I've only had experiences of incarnation for 50-something years, so I can only tell you mine. And I can see that um, it happened in while I've been alive once. <laughs> so Not that often. No. But and also, I think that might be a part of the reason that much of the light and light-dark are taking their decisions in the dream instead of out of the dream. Mm -hmm. Because I'm guessing, sensing that if everyone were aware of it, then the choices they're making right now wouldn't be the same ones, or it would be very much harder to carry it out. Probably it would be very hard to carry it out. Because uh, really, if even people picking light dark aren't going to fall for an obvious thing. Mm -hmm. Ooh, well, and that reminds it, me. That reminds me. Yes. Without 
Part of the expansion of awareness is that you connect at an experiential telepathy level with other people that are at your frequency, Mm -hmm. right? Or even people who are not at your frequency. Mm -hmm. So that reminds me of, if you haven't gone to Walk With Me Now yet or subscribe to Subscribestar, we're having a live class on experiential telepathy because that is part of who we are and what we are. Part of you as an empowered individual you have the skill, but you need to... It's like a muscle you have in you, so it atrophies. Mm-hmm. And we're going to teach you how to reactivate it and how to start using that. But it's like that decision, like you said, it would have been possible if we were all awake and aware to have a light-dark paradigm anyways, like even at all. And the the answer is no. You wouldn't be able to because the low-frequency activities that happen can only happen in a sense of separation but also can only happen if they're hidden and in the shadows and when you have a connection a deep connection an experiential connection whenever you choose with other people with all of the human collective on the planet nothing can be hidden and the actual reasons behind things will become knowledge known by you so for example um, let's say um, Washington and uh, no Oregon and California decide to go to war. Right? Okay, yep. Let's let's imagine that. Um, and everything is everybody in Was- in um, Oregon and California can tap into the experiential data of that decision, mm-hmm. and they find out there is a couple of rich guys or rich companies that want to make more money, mm-hmm. or maybe. They want to have the land that at the moment is owned by 150,000 different people. People, yeah. So they decide to create a war in order to bomb that land and kill everybody there so they can take it over, Mm -hmm. right? Or just to sell guns because they sell guns and bullets and stuff and they're running, you know, they want more money. Probably bandages too. Yeah, bandages, yeah. Guns, bullets, bandages. Drugs. And then rebuilding companies. Yeah, rebuilding companies, rebuilding all the roads and everything. Construction Construction. Mines. Yeah, or maybe they have land somewhere else and they tell people, hey, you can come over here and buy this land. Yeah. So they leave the war zone to go somewhere else and boom. Create a push-pull, artificial push-pull. Yeah. But everybody would be aware of it. And say, I, wait, wait, I mean, what? <laughs> I I know people in Oregon; they're perfectly fine. Or I know no, no, people no. in California; they're perfectly. No, I'm not going to go shoot them. No, not that. Not even that. Hey, I can see that this war. You guys are just trying to trick us. Yeah, I'm trying to trick us. So no, no that's not going to no, happen. Not going to happen. Yeah. Do you see why that's impossible to continue like dark paradigm when everybody's aware and connected in the, at that level of awareness? Mm-hmm. It's impossible. For them to have a low-frequency engagement. (laughs) Completely agree. And that's, I think, exactly, I agree with you 100%. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. And that's part of the mm, process of the split that we're just trying to become awake and aware too, right? Mm -hmm. Which is asleep picking light dark. Yeah. Awake picking light dark. Yeah. Asleep picking light. Asleep picking light. And awake, awake picking light. Picking light. Yeah. And um, we'll often take those terms as a derogatory, oh, he's a sleeper. Mm-hmm. He's sleeping through the process. But that's not an accurate, that's judgment, right? Yeah, that's more like righteousness and that's judgment. That's righteousness yeah. and judgment. Yeah. It's 
perfectly fine to have the experience of going through the split mm -hmm. without even knowing there's a split going on mm -hmm. and picking whatever reality it is you want to experience mm -hmm. without being engaged in the whole, hey, everybody, wake up. This is what's going on. You don't have to wake from the dream to go through the split. But there are some who probably need to, right? <laughs> <laughs> because, well, they want to experience it. Awake. Awake. <laughs> yes. Right. So it's a simple choice of how do you want to experience this? Knowing what's happening or not knowing what's happening? Right. right. Now, some people have to have the not knowing it's happened to make yeah. the choice that they made. Yeah. Because if they knew what's happening, they wouldn't choose that. Right. So that's where it's a voluntary choice yeah. to experience a thing in that asleep state. Yes. So going around and slapping them up and say, hey, wake up, wake up, wake up. That's the opposite mm -hmm. of the right thing to do. Yes. Because what are you going to, what's going to happen if you try to wake up someone who's asleep picking their light dark split and you're trying to wake them up and make them change their mind? What's going to happen, do you think? A uh, battle. You're going to get drawn into the light dark yeah. paradigm, right? All right, through righteousness, <laughs> through savior, righteousness. martyrdom, all the above. So, can you, as a awake, choosing light, uh, get dragged into light dark and continuation and feed in the light dark and sort of like hamstring in your own process? Yes. <laughs> you, could you go from having chosen awareness of light to go to, well, I'm going to be awake and actually pick light dark? Can you be? kind of tricked into it yes oh man you guys better be careful but the tricking is not you being a victim the tricking is you deciding to be tricked yes because or falling if you're for responsible it, and awake then you yeah. are falling for it knowing you're falling for it yes exactly <laughs> and yeah or so you can say, oops, say oh wait 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 wait, wait. ignoring all the signs <laughs> ignoring, ignoring all, all the, the nickels and the niggles, the signals, the knowings, ignoring all those, you know. That's a kind of conscious awareness of going in there so wait, uh, because wait, you ignore them. Right, right. But, but. But, but, Here's but. a but, but. You ready for the but, but? Yep. The but, but from the away, awake and aware that you're doing this part is at some point you become even aware that you're doing it. Yes. Like right now, you're probably listening. You've probably done this, try to wake up somebody wearing a mask, for example, or whatever. And it had like a righteous indignation or who knows what it's like gosh you people who you know exhaust whatever yeah. and uh that doesn't mean that doesn't mean that now you pick the light dark reality no it means you fell for it for a bit it means you fell for it for a second <laughs> and you pulled yourself back out but oh wait a minute this is this is this wait is, i'm feeling this is low frequency niggles. energies here i'm feeling okay. annoyed frustrated righteous and, yes oh those are all feeding the love <laughs> paradigm the love frequency paradigm i'm feeding that i didn't yeah. i didn't sign up for that i'm signed up for something else yeah so why, why am i spending I... all my energy i know I feeling should... these feelings when i could be spending all that energy creating a new paradigm embodying that new paradigm and right. finding really good allies to create that beautiful paradigm yeah exactly remember the homework that we put out for the i uh, Pretty sure it was last month's subscribe star, or Could was it? One of our calls. Yeah. We had homework for the month. Yes. Do you remember? Or yeah. the week? Yeah. Was Something it week? like that. I don't know. It was Maybe some somebody homework. can remind us. <laughs> but the homework was to walk up the 
river and collect a crystal. Yes. So if you're a, a awake and a, aware of the split and your high frequency, your homework for the month was to go out to the river. Not river, but just go out into the woods. Yeah, into the into into guy and forest, collect beautiful crystals. Into the desert, into the whatever mm -hmm. terrain you have, and to find a crystal. Mm -hmm. That was your homework. The light beings, yeah. Well, the dark <laughs> beings, their homework is create a war, yeah, you know, go create financial collapse, and, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, create health crises all over the world and all these type of things. Right, that's their we homework. We get to go out and collect crystals. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the, but the point is, is that that doing that, even knowing that was our homework, only How one we, person I know yeah, did it. answered and raised their hand, yes. yeah, I did that. Yeah, no, nobody else did. But if you did it anyway, because they, I mean, anyway, they do it. But, they didn't but not do with it the consciousness the of their homework. for that being yeah. my the homework. homework. For the and uh, that is the perfect example of disengaging, you know, disengaging from the high, from the high low, light, dark yeah. frequency, split energy, and empowering it, and empowering the other, the one you're here to embody. Mm-hmm. Because there's not many of those uh, wars, economic collapses, or pandemics, you know, when you're hunting for crystals in the mm -hmm. forest. Yeah. Probably won't find any. Right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway, it's a process. Accept it, I guess. Accept it's a process. Uh, follow your niggles and your plan. Now, just saying that, is a little easy to just say. Mm -hmm. How do we actually know we're following a niggle? Well, it's a couple of things. One of them, go to inelevens.com and buy the course, if you haven't got it yet, called An Your Angels and Guides. Ah, because niggles aren't all high frequency. Right. <laughs> right. I got a niggle, but it necessarily, not necessarily... No. Not necessarily high frequency, high frequency. And then you're going to do an exercise called clean your entourage, which means you clean all your frequency entities and beings from your life. Yeah. Um, that you, you clean up their capacity to influence you. To so, give you nickels. Yeah, basically. Because oftentimes we'll engage or enlist guides and angels from a low frequency state of yes. desperation or terror or survival or something to help us through that, right? Yeah, or to and, have that experience. Okay, have that experience. Yeah. Oh. So also um, in that course, you're going to learn the languages that you can create in order to communicate clearly with your angels and guides. But also remember that your own authority, your own higher self, your own expanded awareness is able to communicate with you in many, many ways. And those ways are things that you have figured out somehow somehow in life. And there's lots of examples of those niggles coming from that area of life, right? From the, that expanded awareness that you are, your higher self. Oftentimes we'll use things like synchronicities mm -hmm. to say, hey, hey, hey. Mm -hmm. And uh, in this case, most recently we've given you the language of distractions. Yes. When you get a distraction, you know to look. Yeah, just do what were you what doing was I before? Just doing? So that exclamation points it. Yes. Yeah. And a high frequency distraction is handy. Yeah. Those are a way to follow a niggle. Mm -hmm. um, I find that if I follow the path that I've chosen as a high frequency being, 
I feel really good. I feel very happy. Mm-hmm. But when I veer away from it, I feel nauseous, like mm. physically nauseous. And that can be if, say, if I'm in a city that I don't know and you need to get somewhere, um, I can actually follow that that guidance system to get to where I want to go without even looking at a map. <laughs> if I turn the corner and I feel nauseous, I turn around, you turn, come back to the other road. And if I turn again and I feel good, then that's the way I go. And it takes a while. So it takes <laughs> a lot longer than a GPS system or a map because you have to turn around so many times. But eventually you get there. And if it's you amazing. exercise it, you get better out of it. Oh, yeah, of if course. You use it, yeah. Right now, of course, I say, hey, Siri, take me here. Yeah. And, you know, you go there mostly. But uh, it's like the guidance system. I'm just using the, 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 the map thing because it's not just about spiritual things and it's not about just about really major things. You can practice with small things. You can practice your guidance system with small things and then you learn that language ah, and then you can use that language to make major decisions in your life very cool so angels and guides course mm-hmm. good thing yeah if you're a uh, walk with me now it basically is right there right or it might be i'm not actually sure i think sure. oh it is it is it is i saw the link there today okay. it is there yes in walk with me now it's in the library um and with regards to the upcoming class that we're going to do about experiential telepathy that is also uh, by developing that skill you will also be able to be in a much easier situation of following your own higher self guidance and like i said earlier you will be able to be in the live class in subscribe star or walk with me now but if you don't want to subscribe to those things you can, you'll be able to buy it from the ineliabenz.com store after the fact, right? The recording. Yeah. So it's not, it's not a big deal. So if deal. you missed it, don't worry. It's yeah. still there. Yeah. You can get it. Yeah. And if you're on Subscribe Star, then you'll get class? the recording with it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you get the recording as, and also a QA session for Walk With Me Now and Subscribe Star. There's a QA session. So there's an hour lecture and then a QA session that follows. And the Q&A session we don't put into the the one in the store because often it's very personal items that people bring in. Right. And um, yeah, we yeah, wouldn't be. We wouldn't that be, wouldn't be appropriate. No, it's not appropriate to put that in our product. So. So we don't do that. Yeah, but that's part of those following your guidance, following your niggles. Part of that main guidance, and I talk about it all the time, is a high frequency human collective, and that you can directly access that. And also I mentioned Gaia, and to me Gaia is just the the spirit, the the essence, the sentient aspect of planet Earth, which also includes all of us, all the trees, all the plants, all the bugs, all the water, all the minerals, all the crystals, all the mountains, you know, it includes everything. Mm. And to me, one of the best ways in which to tap into that enormous amount of wisdom but also energy feeling being supported and being of support the my strength is your strength your strength is my strength type of energy is through experiential telepathy so i really want people all over the world to start developing this right or to get really good at it if you already have it because we all have it it's just that in most people this capacity is atrophied because all of the again act one (laughs) All of the educational system on, in the world, one of the things that they have very strongly 
is to delete that skill from your from your skill set to delete it to stop it yeah and it seems like it takes 12 to 15 or 18 years of repetition to kill it to kill it it's yeah. not like a easy thing yeah. to kill it yeah. a couple of uh, side notes to that um we were listening to george wiseman interviewed on freemantv.com oh yeah yeah and that's right. he was uh explaining his aquacure most most he was explaining his life his bit of a life journey story yeah what I love brought that him interview. to uh, bringing the aquacure to being yeah uh device that you use for replenishing the hydrogen and the elevating the oxygen levels in your body the nutrient hydrogen that you're missing but most of the interview so far has been about his journey journey i love journey stories yeah and one of his journey stories was about his guidance when he knows mm -hmm. he's on his life plan it's like a smooth road and when he gets off of it it becomes like the edge of the gravel road where it's rocky bumpy yeah and but you can feel it gets a know, little bumpy and then it yeah, steers you know, itself back a little bit but it's so funny because I know that you heard it that way, but the way that I heard it was he was walking in a forest mm -hmm. and he was walking on the forest and underneath his feet he could feel the smooth road, but every now and then he could feel the gravel on the side of the the path Trail, yeah. and then he knew he was veering off course yes. and then if he gets really off, then he starts kind of climbing twigs and things and he knows he's really off. He has to turn around, but that's the feeling that he A gets feeling. when he's yes, yes. veering off his life chosen course right i mixed up his truck story with his uh walking the forest path yeah. story yeah. but that's how i remember it too it's got rough yeah the road edge of the trail got rough i mean you, you might be and right but i i felt no, it differently I think you're right. okay i think you're yeah. right and to me to point out that difference is that when you're feeling it with your body it's very visceral mm -hmm. it's like when i said when i veer off my path even on a map you get uh, it's nauseous it's physical and it's my physical body feeling really happy when she's on the right path and it's the same with let's say relationships or where i live or what decisions or what courses i want to give it's they all come back down to that do i feel enthusiastic about this giving this lecture or this course or this class or do i feel nauseous right okay. and then if i feel nauseous okay i have some of the data must be inaccurate i better go and revise it and until i feel really really good then I know, okay, this is good. For me, I get this sinking feeling. Oh, because you're the <laughs> captain. <laughs> yes. Getting this sinking feeling. That's my first clue. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah. And I have gotten that sinking feeling and then looked at the thing and decided that that's still the thing that I need to do to get me back on my path because I'm a bit stubborn sometimes. Oh, yeah, you are a bit stubborn. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I use a sinking feeling process, which isn't the most high-frequency way to go about it. I'm not suggesting you do this, but it has happened, especially in the past when I had a lot of, uh, what do we call, low-frequency angels and guides. Before you clean your entourage. Before I clean my entourage, yeah. yeah. That sinking feeling would be the path that I would take. Wow. On purpose. Wow. So at the other side of it, I would be um, cured of whatever thing that I was, you know. Wanting to experience. Wanting to experience, I wow. guess. That's not, don't do that. Hey, <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's the best way, but I'm just saying it did. I'm not, I'm also saying that it worked, but it was a miserable work. 
Well, sometimes if you're addicted to drama, for example, mm -hmm. you will follow that sinking feeling because you need to get your fix. Right? If you're an addicted... Yeah, exhaust if you're, that yes, experience. Yeah, exhaust You need it. to get that fix. Or think that you need to exhaust it in order to, to go through the other side. But those are just parts of the addiction personality. I, in my opinion, it feels like somebody who continues to have or go for those type of experiences because they're addicted to that. Or maybe it's because it's familiar territory and they don't know how to function outside of it. Right? I think so they it's, could keep going yeah. back and back or they're exhausting because, you know, feels it's like, like a combination if, you, if you think, okay, you know, I just want one beer and that's going to exhaust my desire for the beers, it's wrong because then you wake up the next morning you don't even know where you are because it doesn't get exhausted, right? Yeah, I was thinking more of a situation where I got involved in that squid boat in San Pedro. Mm -hmm. Even though all you niggles said not to do it. No, you that wasn't what it. happened. No? Not at okay. all. No, they didn't get niggles saying don't do it. Okay. What I got was a choice point. Mm -hmm. And I knew one side of that choice point was going to be my entire world was going to get shaken up and dumped out. And the other oh, one, things will be the same. same. But the world that you wanted to get dumped out wasn't a good high-frequency world. No, and I needed to disengage it. from it in some way, mm -hmm. but I didn't have the tools or the angels or the guides or there wasn't a high-frequency way that I was cognizant of at the time mm -hmm. to move out of it because it's far. it was far too comfortable and supportive and supported. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. There wasn't... As it was at the end of that shaking up, it still was barely enough to eject me from where I was and where I wanted to be, you know. Mm -hmm. It just, and it was extreme, extreme. Mm -hmm. In my book, very extreme, you know. Mm -hmm. I remember finding myself on the street, washing up in the hose outlet in the middle of a parking lot, going, holy crap, is this is this the reality I'm picking? <laughs> <laughs> this is where I want to be? <laughs> Wait oh a God. minute. And it took that, it was like an awakening moment too. Yeah. You know, it was a complete, I turned up the knob of awake to from minus 10 up to 0. 0.0001. <laughs> and it was just a, still a I, me, myself thing. Yeah. But does this the I, me, myself, I really want? Mm. You know? Mm. So um, I'm not saying that's the best way to do it, but I knew at that choice point in time that this was a thing that wasn't going to be easy, but the end of it was going to um, the end of it was it was like climbing Everest, I guess. It's like, you know, there's not going to be pleasant the whole way up, but the end is going to be worth it. That's how it felt. Mm. <clears throat> I'm not sure, and I imagine that if I had uh, instead done Ascension 101, mm -hmm. um, actually done the course and uh, used the tools, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have needed any of that. But what do you think that would have looked like if you had the tools and used the tools instead of going down that path? Uh, much faster, much, uh, much much more high frequency consequence even, you know? Because the consequence of that destroying, burning down your world, I think that there's 
repercussions, you know, mm -hmm. in your relationships. Mm -hmm. So like with my kids and things like that. Yeah. So those relationships would have come out on the other end different, and mm -hmm. I think better. Okay. But, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So we're, we're, you know, we're. I'm, I'm sure many of the people who are listening, anyone who's listening to this, has some idea of what we're talking about, I and they've so. made these choices and probably been aware of these choice points at a point in their life. And they might, and they most likely are, the majority of us, just becoming cognizant of that, you know? Mm -hmm. Although there's some that are way advanced, and I'm sure they'd like, oh, I knew that, and I knew this, and I knew this too. But there's a, there's a good pile of us who aren't. And when you become aware of this um, choice point, it, in my case, it felt like I had only one choice, mm -hmm. yes or no. Mm -hmm. But there were more choices. Now... And this time, you're not alone. You can, you know, pick that tumbled up, shake the whole thing and destroy it way consciously and go through it and know it's going to be difficult and hard and all that. Not the easiest way, not the most fun way, not the most high frequency way. You can pick that way. Mm -hmm. Or you can become and stay aware of your choices. Know that maybe you're at a choice point and go through this choice without having to blow everything up, right? Pick a higher, higher frequency path through it. Yeah. And those are being aware of the, I don't know, a handful of things, like who are the five people around you influencing your co-creation, right? Mm -hmm. um, Ascension 101, process of some form, and I say that's the best, the most effective one I've ever encountered, and everyone that I know that's done it's experience of it, it's like there's nothing else like it, really. That's a complete reconnection and re-synchronization of all of your subtle bodies. Mm -hmm. And and your physical ones, phys too. Yeah, all your subtle and physical bodies. And uh, finding your tribe of high-frequency co-creators. Yes. And supporting and being supported by them, not just finding them, but actually engaging with them. Yeah. So they become your five people, or however many people you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you can say, hey, what do you think, guys? Should I uh, buy a squid boat in San Pedro and move away? <laughs> and they'll look at me like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Is it chopped liver here or something? <laughs> Let's go pull a card, see what Gaia thinks. Right. <laughs> like, why do you want to do this? And so there'll be a, a form of inquiry that's high frequency in nature, not uh, negative, yeah. I guess. Yeah, there's, there's another path through. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What do you think? I think that's true. <laughs> and the act one, what act two, act three, or whatever's, they're not, uh, it's so easy to fall into the like dark paradigm of victim aggressor, right? right? I'm a victim, we're victims, and they're the aggressors, or vice versa. When in fact, these are collective decisions, and we are responsible for our own experience and our own decisions. And the whole thing about responsible is, we're able to respond. We're able to respond. But people who are in a deep unconscious, uh, dreamy, sleeping state, they're not able to respond. They can only react. Right? So they're not actually responsible. 
How do you feel about that? <laughs> well, <clears throat> I want to talk about in the second hour the asleep light workers. Yes. The sleep light, light workers. Beings yeah. Yeah. Who have picked a light paradigm mm -hmm. and are asleep and want to stay asleep through the process. Right. Which is probably the nicest way for a light being to achieve a light paradigm. I'm not sure about that. Because it's a way, but I don't know if it's the nicest way. I I, I, I hang out with people who the, are awake through it. Most sensitive, and that's really the way, most sensitive really light workers. Nice the most sensitive light workers don't want to be impinged in any way with any of the light dark drama. So they uh, probably can't even they can't even see it happening. Mm. They only that's that's what I want to talk about. Okay. That's yeah. why I want to talk about it. It's like yeah. what is the experience of a split as a light worker? A sleepy. Light a light being, high frequency being, picking a, a light paradigm mm -hmm. and staying in, in the dream through the dream. Yeah, yeah. something like that. You get <laughs> oh my it. goodness. <laughs> yeah, I gotta write it down. Yeah. Yeah. There's four things, right? Four yeah. things. Awake, working to keep the light dark's reality alive. Yes. Light and dark. And asleep. asleep. Working. Not necessarily working, but certainly engaged in the light dark. Yes. So picking the light dark. Yeah. And then awake, picking the high-frequency paradigm. Yes. And, and asleep. asleep, picking the high-frequency paradigm. Yes. Those are the four things I want to examine in detail in the second hour. Perfect. I love it. Yeah. Sounds good. Whew. Makes <laughs> my head spin. <laughs> do you feel complete, honey? Oh, yes, I do. How about you, darling? Uh, boy, I've got the second hour on my mind. <laughs> so I feel like incomplete, complete. Oh my goodness, yeah. So how do you get the second hour? You go to subscribe store. Um, there's the advanced uh, subscription that includes this. Uh, no, no, that's the basic one actually. Second hour is the basic one at eight dollars a month, and you get the second hour. Um, and then you have uh, walk with me now. You get the second hour there automatically. Right. So that's the second hour options. That's two of them. Mm -hmm. Yep. Sweet. Yay. <laughs> Love you, honey. Love you too, darling. <laughs>